alive and kicking. You are? With some booty chicken. I don't know what that like is. Like Frankenstein? But... We're alive? <laughs> it's alive. It's oh, alive. no. It's alive. It's <laughs> alive. All right. We've already lost our minds on this episode. All right. We're getting carried away with some Halloween shit. <laughs> yeah, we got a while before Halloween. Welcome, everyone. It's another... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, everyone. It's another fun-filled episode of the Four Guys Roundtable Show. Uh, I've got Coach Jeremy and Darth Pat with us. Mr. AJ Nitro is MIA. No, I'm only kidding. He's, he's off doing some other things this evening. So we're going to move along without him, and you can rest in peace. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it was. like he's on some secret mission, but yeah, we don't really believe that. <laughs> secret mission i do have to say though joe as i look at your mustache it looks like your mustache is starting to grow into your lip like it's going like you're going to be able to eat it soon i'm a little worried about your mustache i don't want you to become one of those weird guys that uh, as they chew they're eating their facial hair too <laughs> um funny thing you mentioned that is that actually see, this I, I, I guess he's saying trim it up a bit <laughs> yeah i know I, I got you the mustache isn't so much the issue it's the beard that is the issue because my hair is straight and it's semi curls in the back when it gets long but my beard when it gets longer i always i'm it gets on my nerves so now i, I trim it shorter mm-hmm. the hair curls up so like sometimes i have a random hair that like curls up and as i'm eating the hair goes in the bottom of my lip and i'm just like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah the beard hair you got some you yeah. got some curly ass yeah. hair <laughs> mm. funny yeah no. makes no sense that's yeah. how it is straight well, hair on top you know curly hair on the face i don't get it i understand well they're at least yeah. they're not at least they're not that curly that it looks like pubic hair on your face you know it could be worse <laughs> that would be very devastating if that was the case i would say yeah just a <laughs> is that your face yeah. or is that your scrotum, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Where's all this hair coming from? It looks so curly. What were you doing? Uh, it's funny. I have to were laugh. You playing with yourself and then eating your sandwich and your pubic hair is all over it now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's completely dera- derailed, Darth Pat. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to laugh, though, because my son, Good night, everybody. <laughs> my son goes, Daddy. You got to grow your beard out again. I was like, son, I don't grow a beard out. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you, you should grow it. I said, okay, I'll let it grow. But I said, I'm going to trim it every, just like when I cut my hair, I'll trim it up. And I said, we'll see if it gets thicker. And I know already know, you know, I could go two months down the road and it's not going to be any thicker. <laughs> but to it's a piece of four-year-old, <laughs> to a piece of four-year-old, why not? Yeah, you know. That's what it is. We do that sometimes. Just uh, so for my birthday, my son and wife know that I do not like flamingos. I just don't like flamingos. They're not my thing. I don't want no Hawaiian shirt or shit or pair of shorts that have flamingos on there. It's kind of a trend in the summertime, right? Okay. So what happens? Get my birthday presents and I'm opening up and I get this nice blue button down shirt with fucking flamingos all over it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, my son thinks it's hilarious. He's laughing. I'm like, oh, 
got me a flamingo syrup. And he's just sitting there hysterically laughing because it's hilarious. And my wife's like, are you even going to wear it? I'm like, yes, I'll wear it. I'll wear the shirt. He bought it for me. I'm not going to just not wear it. So <clears throat> funny story with the flamingo shirt. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear this shirt. So the other day I wore the shirt. So um, I, I'm at a break. I uh, went and drove down to GameStop. And I walked in there because there was a game of one and it was a used game. And I had a, like a, a 30% off birthday thing, you know, for, for, for GameStop. So I go in there and, you know, I got the used game. And the guy goes, oh, I just noticed a flamingo shirt you're wearing. He's like, hold on. And I was like, uh, okay. He goes in the back. He comes out with the same exact goddamn flamingo shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, oh, this is a quick. Goes, I was at the store today before I came into work and I saw this and I got the flamingo shirt. And I'm like, well, buddy, I'm glad you like flamingos because uh, I don't. <laughs> and he looked at me as like, so I kind of told him, hey, my son bought this for my birthday. I'm not just not going to wear it. So I'm wearing it today. He's like, I said, I'll wear it in the future, just, you know, from time to time. He goes, oh, it's cool, though. It's a cool shirt. I was like, okay. <laughs> the, the crazy-ass thing about that whole story is not the fact that you're wearing a flamingo shirt, which I would never wear a flamingo shirt myself, but the fact that the dude had to run in the back and show you that he had the same exact shirt. Like, you are freaking flamingo shirt buddies now. Like, dude, <laughs> it's kindred spirits. We both like flamingo shirts. <laughs> he was probably in his mid-20s but it was just kind of fun he's like he had to go out and bring it back yeah, i got the same shirt and i'm like cool dude i hate flamingos but here's why i'm wearing it you're uh you're you're marked for life now i know, I know. you've got the mark of the flamingo on you i know and that is what scares me so what is going on with Hmm. So I can't see your live feed on Facebook right now because I think I clicked on something. Oh, I got it up. I have it up just in case we have anybody that joins whoa, us whoa, and wants whoa, the chat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, what? Nobody wants to hear about that. Uh huh. What? Nobody hear wants to what? hear about you getting it up. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they might if they knew. Pat with the sly slide right into <laughs> the DM with that comment. The <laughs> oh, that is. This is true. We'll not do like uh, I've listened to. I don't know if you guys ever listened to Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. It's a podcast that they were doing, not as their characters. It was just the name of the show. Um, but it was Jay Muse and uh, Kevin oh, Smith. And. Mm -hmm. uh, they always do. They always did this segment. They're like, before we get clean, we're gonna get dirty, and it was always like a Jason Muse like drug sex story, and then it, he kind of phased <laughs> out those because he kind of, I think, went through them all, and then started talking about him and his wife's sex sex spades. Um, which she was okay because she was actually like their manager and like set up all the shows and shit like that. So. <laughs> But, I didn't know where you're going. He's like, she. He said she was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like that dude, Jason Muse. I mean, I I remember him, like having. I remember that being a headline, like when they after Jane Silent Bob came out and Clerks and all that stuff, and that he was, you know, had drug problems. But I didn't realize how bad it was for how long it was, uh, 
that he was having such problems. Like he's been clean yeah. for a really long time now, but he was like freaking pretty bad. Like that uh, stereotypical like crackhead like that you would put <laughs> see in a movie like I suck your dick for, you know, he was kind of on that level at, at points and times in his life. Sounds like some old 80s stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But so how was everyone's um week this past week? My week was interesting. <laughs> um I started training uh, a new topic this week. Um and it's a pretty long uh class that I had this class for 4 weeks because of what they're learning. So there's a lot of just a lot of intricate stuff from them to learn and a lot of different systems and stuff so they get a lot a lot of practice on how to okay. you know do their job. So that's one thing I'm not used to is having a class for that long. Like normally it's like when I was doing training on a regular, it was like eh, maybe a week, week and a couple days. And that was it. Like, boom, you bang, get them in, get them out, get them on their phone. So, and these people don't do phone jobs. So it's much different. Um, but then I am such like in my job, like I've got to be an expert. You know, I've got to be, I got to yeah. know everything like that. That's just the way I function. And it was really throwing me for a freaking loop because I never did this job. The only thing I had to go off was sitting in on other trainings, listen to how the other person trained it, getting, you know, reading through information and this and that and educating myself as much as I can. And that is not like who I am. Like I, it, so it was like, my week was kind of really thrown off until about Friday when I kind of realized like, it's okay that I don't know everything. I have person that's in there that is a coach that does this job on a regular, they can help and it's okay to let them help because I'm not taking anything away from myself as a trainer. Like I had to kind of essentially get over myself, so to say, and mm -hmm. just let be what's going to be and use the knowledge that I have and the expertise that I have to, you know, train, train these people and, and use my resource of my coach. And that's okay. So, um, uh, once I did that, then I kind of settled down and I was like, okay, this is actually going to be good. Still a long ass class like have people in class yeah. for a month but it's going to be good so yeah. that's good that's good so patrick how was your week this past week sir uh, been working on this i think i've probably mentioned it before we're just at this one job which has just been you know never ending we're finishing it um i think it's both finally done and still not so um because there was a couple components of it as I was like trying to finish it up this past week and did some work today too. You know, brought my computer home on a weekend in June, something that every account looks forward to doing. <laughs> uh, just a couple little components where I'm still like not quite sure what exactly they're asking for or not really sure if these apply to this particular entity or. Well, I don't know how to do that because I've never done that before. So, you know, we'll see where Super. that we'll, we'll see where that leads come tomorrow. I mean, hopefully that could just kind of come to a, an easy resolution on those, but we'll see. The big mm -hmm. problem is that we're going to be peer reviewed this year, and oh, uh, that's always fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. how I remember how psychotic it was the last time we were peer reviewed. I don't remember if that was two years ago now or three, but um, you know, for just to try to make this not so boring, it's 
you know, accountants have to have their work reviewed too to make sure that you're doing the work the way that you're supposed to be doing, especially when it comes to things like audits and reviews when mm-hmm. you're, you know, giving potential like, you know, financiers and banks and shit like that, uh, you know, levels of assurance as it's called in the accounting world that the uh, the numbers you're presenting on financial statements are accurate. Um, I don't know if anybody would be old enough to remember, but like when the Enron shit happened way back mm. when... Yes. Uh, you yeah, know, her. that, that, that helped take down one of what was at the time called one of the big five accounting firms, which was, uh, Arthur Anderson, that entire firm basically collapsed as a result of the Enron s- scandal, uh, because they were basically found to have more or less knowingly knew that Enron's numbers were, were, were bullshit, but they were passing them as, as accurate. So, you know, now it's only the big four accounting firms, mm-hmm. uh, but for a small accounting firm like us, like, you know, if we were to be ruled to have not done our work properly and they would, you know, like the governing bodies were to say, like, you can't do these types of jobs anymore, that would be pretty fucking devastating. <laughs> so, but you, know, gotcha. you know, the shit's got to be done, you know, right or accurately as possible. So that's what the, the paranoia is coming from it. But, uh, yeah, that's about all I want to say about that because really <laughs> like you know, yeah, it's not something I enjoy talking about outside of work and it's been so damn stressful as it is. I just want it to be over with. Um, so I don't have to think about it anymore. I can just get back to doing normal stuff and uh, get back to studying. So, yeah. So I have to, so I have a, a fun little story. So my lawnmower still is not fucking working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> change the spark plug, change the air filter, you know, fresh gas in it. And this fucking thing don't want to stay started. I'm like, Son of a bitch. And I don't want to pay to have somebody fucking fix it because I might as well just get a brand new one if I'm going to pay somebody to fix it because it's not going to be cheap. So that was going to be my question. How old is it? It's only a couple years old. My problem uh, is it's like the cover rip for it. So once the cover rip for it, now it's just been exposed to the elements because I do not, I don't have a shed. So I kind of fucked myself with that. <laughs> um, just a little bit. <clears throat> So, but it's still something I can complain about because it still pisses me off because I, I want to be able to mow my lawn um, and I don't want to buy a new mower and I don't want to continue to borrow my neighbors. So it's just a, yeah. just a cut. Yeah, a little annoying. old school yeah. with the long blades and just cut your grass that way. You know what? Just, I almost, just use a weed whacker. <laughs> I did. I had to finish my yard with a weed whacker this week. So that was, at least That's it was only awesome. a small portion of my yard, but I almost thought about getting one of those ones that has the blades, like the multiple blades and just like, a, like, cause they make them that you're, you can adjust them now the height that you want instead of just like one freaking height for your, but then I'm like, it's crazy. Do they I still really want to do things. that? <laughs> like, do it's I really so crazy. Do they make them. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny So, Yeah. So, yeah. so what do we got? Yeah, we, we, we've run it. We've run into issues like that in recent years. Like, uh, you know, we had like our tractor, our riding mower, because we have a huge lawn and, um, you know, it broke down and my dad just got tired of it and in his head, you know, it was like not worth fixing, not worth mm-hmm. buying one uh, because they were anticipating, you know, moving out sooner than later. And this was even a couple of years ago. Um, so still sitting in the garage, as far as I know, it does not work. Or if it, if it works, it, it it doesn't work very well. So you know we have people come and cut the lawn now, which I think is much better, quite frankly. 
Um, and uh, we uh, we still have like like the the push mower as well because we had that for the areas where the tractor really couldn't get to around like the house foundation and underneath trees and stuff. And I always used to be my job. Um, we had to get a new one of those a few years ago because the one that we had finally died. The one that we had had previously that had died was older than me. Wow. It lasted 30 some years. So Jeez. yeah. It's a, that yeah, was a so, well-built machine. Yeah. So that's just it. It's like when you hear people say shit, like, well, I don't build them like I used to. Well, yeah, there are actually examples of that. I mean, and shit, like <laughs> the, the vacuum cleaner my parents use, if it's not older than me, it's not much younger than me. And they don't make vacuum cleaners like this anymore. I can tell you that. It's you know, one of those ones that makes, you know, a huge noise when you turn it on. And it's got one of the old fashioned, like, you know, huge ass bags and everything. So uh, and uh, Eureka. No, it's a, oh, actually, you know, I don't even remember the, the uh, I can't remember the brand right now. It's not Eureka, it's not Hoover or anything like that, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like in my head, I just can't think of it right now, but yeah, it's one of the things where like, there's been a couple times where like, it's broken down and my dad's had to get a new part. And I think he said the place where he got parts for it does, it went out of business or closed up. So he's Damn. like terrified that if someone breaks on it again and now it's like well that's that'll be the end of it and i'll have to just mm-hmm. before we get some new some new ones so just yeah. uh it's kind of amazing the way some things do last and the way other things don't yeah that is true very much so so very much so so we get into the meat and potatoes of this fucking thing we call a podcast now Ah, I mean, are we, <laughs> I having, are we, we, we go into a smorgasbord or what? No, I, thought already, I thought we already were. What are you trying to tell me? We were only in the hors d'oeuvre. That's right. We were giving him a sample, little hors d'oeuvre samples. The, the, the you the pre-show. They were giving us the little bacon-wrapped scallops. Mm. Yes, love bacon-wrapped scallops. Mm. Lord. So did you guys hear about the uh 12 team playoff format for the ncaa football no i did not and no in the sense of i saw stuff about it but i didn't really have time to kind of deep dive into it i saw a few things work can do that so if you know the details feel free to share them well let me bring let me uh let me let me bring that up let me uh so we got uh so we uh some interesting i I, for one, like it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's time to expand from the four team. Um, even it doesn't matter. You can go to six, eight, 10, 12. There's going to be some type of um, pushback. I mean, I, but, I, I will just, uh, just, to kind of, just, just to kind of interrupt real quick. I'm sorry. I am surprised that the first time that they're kind of seriously going to talk about expanding it, that they're already talking about going to 12. I figured they would start yeah. with two. So, I mean, I'm all for it, really. I really am. Uh, if you're an expanded playoff, I guess I, I'm just surprised that they decided, well, why double it when you can triple it? You know. So. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so your your team's athletic director was one of was part of it. Um, I yeah. Think the because, athletic director from Mountain West, one of the Mountain West yeah. conferences, was part of it. Yeah, it was a few of the conferences, and uh, because Notre Dame is still treated like their independent status yeah. is like the, the biggest yeah. thing in the world of college football. So know, it was the, four the, people. The, the Notre Dame AD gets to be on that too, which I don't quite understand. 
So there was a Notre Dame athletic director, Mountain West Commissioner Greg Thompson, uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bolibsby, Bolsby, I probably butchered his name. Sorry, buddy. And uh, SEC <laughs> Commissioner Greg uh, Sankey. So it was some specific four people. Uh, direct. So it's a 12-team format. Mm-hmm. It includes the six highest-ranked conference champions and six at-large spots, right? So it makes up your 12. The four highest-ranked conference champions would receive a first-round bye, okay? Teams 5 through 12 would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked team, which makes sense. So, and what they want to do is the first round is going to be played in between, like, there's a, a, a two-week gap, I believe it is, they were talking about. Hmm. Um, that the first round will be played. The quarterfinals and the semifinals will be played in the bowl games with the quarterfinals scheduled for January 1st or January 2nd, if New Year's Day falls on a Sunday. And then the championship game, of course, would be, you know, the 6th, 7th, whatever whatever date that is. Interesting. Playoff practice is recommended to follow the rankings. No modifications are expected to, to avoid rematches, and the bracket would remain in effect throughout the playoff. So, so what it means is kind of like, they don't care if, I'm just going to use the example, um, my Florida State team. So they don't care if Florida State and Clemson already played each other during the season. It doesn't matter who beat who. At the end of the season, if the, the one through 12 and they're not, whatever, and they end up facing each other in the first round, um, neither one of them gets a bye and they face each other in the first round, it is what it is. They're not going to like, well, these guys played, so let's, you know, it's not going to be then. It's just going to be straight up, this is what's going to happen. So teams, but on the downside, I mean, not so much the downside. Um, It kind of is. Let me rephrase that. So since Notre Dame is an independent school in football, they're not eligible for a first-round bye because they're not in a conference. Right, they can't play conference championship. Yes. So unless they put themselves in a conference, they'll never be able to get a first round bye. So they'll so always even if, they, so even if they were like ranked number one, they couldn't get a bye. Correct. Mm. Ain't that crazy. And your AD <laughs> approved that. <laughs> Just mm. so you know. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it just, it, just, I, it just sounds like kind of a dumb uh thing to agree to. I think you're gonna find Notre Dame go into a conference probably pretty quickly so they can possibly get a buy if they're it's it's it certainly sounds like that and I mean look the reason why Notre Dame did this like kind of quasi ACC membership in the first place was recruiting and uh in its um purpose really if you ask me because you know for years everybody was like why don't they join the Big Ten why don't they go in the Big Ten they should be in the Big Ten and it's like yeah. All right. It seems like where the best athletes seem to come from anymore is really kind of more the southeastern part of the country. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And now with like Texas A&M being in the SEC, you know, the SEC bubble does extend to Texas and everything. And, you know, Notre Dame, of course, they always said claim, well, they're able to recruit nationally. That's why they always still play like Stanford and USC and, and all that other shit. But yeah, that's basically. I wouldn't be too surprised if they become a full-fledged uh, ACC member sooner rather than later. Then, based upon that, I mean, they 
all their other sports are in the in the ACC right now too. Right, right? that's why I'm saying ACC membership because obviously football is still the biggest sport and they're still independent and yeah. Yeah, I think it just makes go sense. to ACC. I, I think one of the things people always said was that you know they had their TV contract, which I, I you if they go to the ACC, I don't really think that's going to have that big of effect on it. I mean, no. actually, it, that's that's, it, a good, that's a good point as far as joining a conference where they have to wait until that TV contract runs out. Um, I have to look to see when that runs through, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know. I mean, those 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 are those are. Um, those are pretty big uh, financial decisions. I mean, and let's not yeah. Yeah, definitely let's, let's not let's let's not fool ourselves. <clears throat> this is, as Vince McMahon would say, all about the money. Oh yeah, college sports is all about the money. Are you it's freaking kidding me? I think they're worse than the NFL and the NBA and all that shit with the the way they racketeer that shit. Well then. You use the the right word there, racket, because you know, <laughs> because the, the players don't get compensated, and you know everybody can say, well, they're they're getting free scholarships and all this and that, and like I think we've discussed this before, but this is something where my opinion has changed. I used to be like, oh no, they're getting paid, they're getting the scholarship, they're getting this free education. What they do with it is, you know, is up to them and everything. But as we've seen from some of these academic scandals that have happened at some schools too, are they really getting an education? You know, like the North Carolina one as an example. So. Yeah, it's a complete racket because these these kids don't get any kind of compensation, and they're yeah they're risking their livelihoods, you know, and then <laughs> their health and their well being, you know, especially when you play football. We know oh, yeah. what serious severe injuries you can you can suffer with and everything. But uh, well, and the way those hurt. scholarships are written, just to interject with that, the way those scholarships are written, if they get injured and cannot pr- play anymore. They no longer have a scholarship. <laughs> it's gone. Like, now they're paying for school if they yeah. can even pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame's uh, uh, current contract with NBC runs through the 2025 season. So, wow. Do they, do they broadcast every single game every single week? Oh, no. NBC only shows their home games. Their road. So, technically. Road games are on whatever channel picks them up. I mean, it's typically ABC, so that, but it could also that be would, Fox, since Fox is that, you know, broadcasting. That would, be, that would be fine for them. So if they're only picking up the home games, that means they could still keep their contract with them, and all the road games would probably be picked up by the ACC network. It so, could be. I mean, I mean and yeah, the whole thing with – And uh, that, that wouldn't be that, – that would be a win-win. There wouldn't be I, – I, I see no – and, and, they, and, they could, and they could come to some sort of an agreement uh too while like the contract still exists because like for for last season now of course last season you know was a was a big asterisk in a lot of ways especially in terms of the way that you know uh you know revenue went because like you know most places didn't have full capacity fans or fans at all but um you know Notre Dame joined the ACC for last year and supposedly the whole thing was that they were going to share their home game revenue, which is supposedly worth $15 million a year hmm. with the conference. So if they were able to do that for last year, you, I mean, I'm sure they could theoretically do it again for whatever years are remaining under the contract. If they decide, okay, they're going to go to this expanded playoff. So we need to fully join the conference. Okay. Yeah. So, they did so with this. Some people have been talking about the bowl games, and it might take a hit on the bowl games because you're adding so many teams, and some of those teams might be 
at certain at-large bowl games. Here's the thing. I think the bowl season, it needs to be tweaked uh, for the most part. Yeah, these schools are getting paid extra for being invited to bowl games, but there's so many of them. And there's other teams that you could put into these bowl games. Once you figure out who the top 12 are, you know what's going on with that. You could look to see, okay, so just to say the ACC only has two teams in the top 12. There's going to be some other teams that have winning records in the ACC. You'll be able to take those teams and invite them to bowl games, things of that nature. I don't think it'll be that. I think people might be overreacting a little bit to that. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue um, per se in regards to bowl games. I think it's interesting because, you know, the other, uh, whatever they want to call the division two anymore, you know, they play a 16 team uh, playoff system. And it's pretty much based off, you know, the higher seed hosts that playoff playoff game. And they've been, do- I don't even know how long they've been doing it, but they've been doing it for years and it's been pretty successful. And you got to think about it. People always complain about travel. Oh, it costs so much. Well, you know what? These schools don't make a lot of money like the big time schools, but yet they're traveling to, to other, uh, other locations for the playoffs. Their fans are traveling. So tell me how, a school who makes probably a third of what you make can travel to other colleges and their fans come with and family come with, but you're going to tell me an SEC team or a big 10 team has that's, that's, that's going to cost too much money. That's cost effective. Like how is a smaller school doing it when a big time school making all this fucking money is not able to do it, which makes no sense to me. I think a lot of time it's just a cop out because a lot of people don't realize, or some people don't even know how, um, the other like division two or division three, I'm just going to keep called by old school because they keep changing name. I don't think people realize like how those uh, they work per se. So I, I don't, I don't see it as that big of a deal uh, impact on the bowl games. And I, and I think it's, I think it'll be good. I think it'd be something cool, yeah. something different. Well, it needs to change. Well, and here's the, here's the thing with bowl games. One, there's a ton of them. Like there's just a ton of them and you see it, and this is no offense to any school that qualifies for a bowl game, but you see some of these teams like that qualify for these bowl games. One, some of them you're like, who the hell is this team? Like where, what the hell college is this? And then you look at their record and they're like, like seven and five six. or six and six. And you're like, why the hell is this team even in a bowl game? Like they, they like they, they're fucking shit. Like we're five and seven. You see a like, lot of those too. You should not be in a bowl game. If you have a, a, 500 record or or below like you should not even qualify there's so many teams in in the in the division one area that you have to have a, a winning record seven and five even in my opinion well uh, yeah because they, they do 11 sometimes 12 games depending on like the, the, the schools right it's usually 11 yeah. but you should at least have a winning record like you can't like have a losing record or a 500 record and be in a bowl game not when there's that many schools because there is an overabundance of division one schools and in basketball is even yeah. worse like there's more division one basketball schools than there are football schools like it's just yeah. crazy so 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 they went through um of course they were going to do this um i wasn't able to get the full description on espn.com because it's on espn plus and i'm not subscribing to get the full content of this article but one of the other websites i follow laid out um from 2014 to last year oh, all I saw 12 that. teams 
all 12 teams that would have made it in. And it's kind of interesting. So like, for instance, um, last year, I'm going uh, to go to last year because it, it was very interesting. So of course we had Darth Pat, what the hell was wrong with your face, man? What the hell were you doing? Biting on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the Mick Foley. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. Uh-oh, Joe froze. Joe, no, come back. <laughs> Mr. Freeze got him. Oh, just, no. a, just, just isn't a quick uh, aside. I mean, teams with losing records don't qualify for bowl games. There was an exception made for this this past season, for the 2020 season, and that mm-hmm. was that was all COVID-related, you know, really, for okay. um, this reason or that reason. You know, I – I don't even remember how many damn bowl games there are now. Uh, I mean, they use the, you know, they have the so-called New Year's Six, you know, which are the Cotton Peach, Rose Sugar, Fiesta Orange. Uh, But then let's see, there was, other than those six and then the national championship game, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 bowl games that were played last year. Not 19 other, 19 other, but there were also 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 bowl games that were supposed to be played. Oh my that God. That were not for various reasons. Like they were, either, they were either canceled ahead of time because of the pandemic. Right. Or they got canceled because like the team had to drop out because they had like a COVID outbreak. Like 35 bowl games. Well, actually 16 plus 35. Um, well, technically it's, uh, it's 41 when you add in the new year's six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you think about that 41 times two, 82. There's like 120. Uh, yes. So FBS every team, team gets so. a bowl game. <laughs> that's just it 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 does feel unfortunately a little bit too much like participation trophy like i mean it used to be um it it, it used to be uh you know have a lot more meaning that if you if you qualified for for a bowl game um that you know just just that it meant something so yeah uh, well it all comes down once again just like anything it all comes down to the almighty dollar because every yeah, bowl game is getting televised somehow, and that television, you know, gets gets the sponsor on, you know, you know the Fiesta Bowl, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, you know, Tostitos makes money off the you know bowl game being hosted by them. They get a lot of television time because their freaking logos all over the field. The two yeah. teams that are playing get a lot of get extra air time. They get talked about. Ads get run for the school. You know, it, it's just, it's a huge money-making thing, and it's just so ridiculous at times. Um, and I'm interested to see what happens um, because I think California passed a law that schools now have to pay student-athletes. Um, I don't know if it's all student-athletes or if it's only certain ones under certain criteria, um, but I did hear about that and the fact that california did pass that that uh law so it'd be I, interesting 
I don't I don't know exactly what's going on. I know that some some states are pushing to pass laws like that. Uh, and I know that the NCAA has at least expressed a willingness to agree to some kind of compensation system, mm-hmm. whether it's just like, you know, if they use your likeness, you can, you, you know, you can profit off of it. And that was the thing that ended like the NCAA football video game franchise mm-hmm. was that, you know, that was like the, uh, like the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. Ed O'Bannon was the guy who played basketball for UCLA in the mid nineties. He was on their 1995 uh, championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the guy who kind of spearheaded the lawsuit from an edition of the NCAA basketball game from years later that was using historical teams and more or less the players' likenesses. Right. I don't know if they used their names. Like, I don't know if it said, hey, this is Ed O'Bannon, this is Tyus Edney, you know, whoever the hell else was on the UCLA team, and obviously all the other teams and everything. But they weren't, if they, if they were using their names or even if they weren't using their names, it was like, it was like that player, it looked like that player, it was that player's number and everything like that. But those guys didn't get any kind of royalties or anything like that. Right. And I can tell you because I played those games, it did not that the NCAA games never basketball, football never had names. It was always number 15 gets the ball. Number 15 drives. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you can like, tell if you watch that sport, like uh, if you were uh, like AJ, AJ is a big college basketball, college football guy. He, you could take a look at those the the even though they were really grainy at the time, you could tell that that was the likeness of that person. Like they definitely rendered the video like that. Yeah. Like the, the, the college football game that I had for the PS2, I know I'm dating myself so horribly here, but I still play this <laughs> game. Occasionally. I still seriously go back and play this game. Occasionally. I was playing it a lot over like the last couple of months of last year and the first couple of months of this year, but it was a uh, NCAA football 2003, mm-hmm. which was meaning it was the game that came out in uh, 2002. And it's when I had uh, Joey Harrington on the cover because, okay. you know, and that was the thing. It's like whenever you looked at the cover of the NCAA games, it was always a guy who had graduated the prior year. So they weren't actually in that game. The reason yeah. for that, of course, is that, you know, college athletes can't be compensated and everything. So they couldn't use, you know, the guy on the cover while he was still in college. Um, but yeah you go into the team like the rosters are built upon the actual roster but yeah like you said it doesn't have any name so like in that game for example if you went to Ole Miss there was a quarterback who wore number 10 who looked an awful lot like some guy named Manning yeah but of course it just said QB number 10 yeah you know the and, quarterback you know, drops back. It was yeah. so, those games were so funny because they would either say their number or their position. <laughs> well, what was great? What was great about it though, too, it was like you could obviously edit that, and you know, like there was always there was always guys who would publish like the rosters, you know, and say like these are all the guys on it. So if you if you were ambitious enough, I suppose you could go through the game and, and start editing every team and naming every player. That could be tedious as shit. The only time no. I ever, did, the only time I ever did that is when I was importing the draft classes into Madden. That's the only time I would worry about finding out who that guy was. Yeah. And luckily, like, you know, and luckily, you know, it would say like, you know, it's like this is quarterback number ten from Mississippi. It's like, oh, okay, that's Eli Man. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is quarterback number whatever the hell number was he wore from Miami, Ohio. Oh, that's Ben Roethlisberger. You know, because those guys are still in college for that game. Yeah. Uh, to show you how freaking old it is now. Um, <laughs> 
but the announcers then like the announcers at least the play-by-play guy the color because the, the announcers in that game were it was brad nestler lee corso and kirk Herbstreit. so brad nestler at least had done recordings for guys names like last names Mm-hmm. And that was for like when you'd go forward in like the dynasty and like you'd be you'd be recruiting guys because like the guys you recruit, you know, the fictitious players, obviously, and everything, they would have names. So he recorded last names so that, you know, it would it would come off like that. So if it's a name that the game would reuse and the game was kind of sneaky about this, too, I think. And that they would make sure that eventually guys would show up as recruits who had shared last names with guys who were like the real people. Mm-hmm. So you go and name Eli Man game and you're playing then, you know, he'll be like Manning drops back to pass because the game <laughs> recognizes the word Manning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that was kind of sort of a way to get past it. Now, if you named a guy who had a name that they would never reuse, which I'm pretty sure Roethlisberger was one. And I also don't think all of Roethlisberger fit. I think there was a character limit. <laughs> He's not going to say Roethlisberger, you know. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was like that. That whole lawsuit by Ed O'Bannon is what caused um, them to basically cancel the franchise because they more or less realized, shit, there's no way we're going to be able to get away with not paying them royalties now when we're using them after the fact that they're out of college. So let's just cancel the whole series. That'll save us money. Yeah, like they figured it wasn't worth it, whatever they'd have to pay. So, but now what I've heard is that with the potential for some of those laws with athletes getting compensated passing, mm-hmm. I've heard that once that kind of stuff gets squared away, they may actually bring those games back. That'd be cool. A lot of people love. I I used to when I was bored with the football, like with the NFL ones, I would go and play the college ones. It wasn't as fun because you know they didn't have the names and stuff like that, but it was. It's. I like to be able to play Penn State's, you know, you know, supposed like formations and stuff like that. Even though they were essentially the copies of the NFL programming, but you know, <laughs> it was always fun because you could pretend you were like, oh man, I'm getting to play, you know, as as this quarterback or getting to play as this running back that you know never made the NFL because they weren't that good, but they were good players on the team that you were, you know, you liked, you know. So yeah, it was always yeah. cool. And evidently, our good friend Theo has lost the internet. So, you know, North Carolina's got that good internet down there. Yes. He, should, he went to the third world. The same. <laughs> no, but uh, I just pulled up the 2021-22 bowl game schedule. And yes, not counting the national championship game, which I don't because it's... It's not a you bowl know, game you really anymore. Well, not only that, but it's, it's, it's two teams that have already played in a bowl game. Yeah. Um, you know, there are once again 41 bowl games on the schedule for this college football season. Uh, you know, again, you got your New Year's Six, which December 30th is the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. December 31st is the semifinal games, which this year are the Cotton Bowl in, you know, Arlington when you had the Cowboy Stadium and the Orange Bowl in Miami. Mm-hmm. And then January 1st, you got the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, as always, the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, and the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale. And by the way, Tostitos is not the sponsor for the Fiesta Bowl anymore. I forgot about that. Uh, PlayStation is now. Oh, I, w- I don't know when Tostitos stopped being the sponsor, but I, I remember. I think it was only a year or two ago, but that's also kind of the fun thing about the college bowl games is when the sponsors change because you get used to calling it, you know, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. 
all of a sudden, Tostitos so isn't the sponsor now. God damn it! Now I got to memorize who the sponsor is. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and that just uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, like that does. I'm sorry, Tostitas Fiesta. It makes sense. Yeah, like like <laughs> I got I got so used to it being you know the Nokia Sugar Bowl, and now I think it's the Allstate Sugar Bowl. You know, stuff like that. So, um, but here's the rest of the bowl game schedule: December seventeenth, the Bahamas Bowl in the Bahamas. Hey, I'll go to the Bahamas play a bowl game, <laughs> and the Cure Bowl in Orlando. December 18th, the Boca Raton Bowl in Boca Raton, the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, the Independence Bowl, which is an old one in Shreveport, Louisiana, the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the LA Bowl in Inglewood, Jack Flash is back. Oh, oh my God, he's back. <laughs> yeah. You could stop going through that list because I'm going to shoot myself in the in the eyeball soon with well, the names. Let's put, put it this way. There's there's a ton of games. Uh, let me just hear. 17th, 18th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, not the 26th because that's a Sunday, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, 1st, and then January 4th. So basically, though, if you're that committed to college football, from December 17th through January 4th, with the exception of the days then when the NFL is playing, you can literally watch a bowl game every friggin' day. Yes. And, 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 be, and in most cases, and in most cases, multiple. Yeah. And let's yeah. and let's be perfectly honest. If the bowl games that really matter are the ones closest to the end of the year, usually December 30th, 31st, and then the ones right after the new year. Those yeah. are the ones that yeah. actually really matter. There, yeah, of course, like the New Year's Six, of course, is, is the biggest prestige games. But beyond that, you know, like your, your, your most classic bowls are like, you know, the Outback and Citrus, which are still on January 1st. Uh, the Gator Bowl still been a longstanding one. That's on December 31st. So same with the Sun Bowl. Uh, some other ones that have been around for a while are like the Holiday Bowl. That's usually played, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, the Liberty Bowl has been around for a while. That's scheduled for the 28th this year. Um you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, as the season starts, as the bowl season starts, it's typically games between the non-Power 5 conferences or like the 7th or 8th place teams from the Power Conferences. And then as bowl season drags on, you get the better teams from the better conferences and the better games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we were just talking bowls, bowls and how many teams get to play in bowl games and we yes, got it to 82 out of 120 yeah. some teams get to play in a bowl game so it's yeah, you know it's, it's very prestigious <laughs> yeah 40 41 bowl games on the schedule for this year like, there was 41 so, bowl games on the schedule for last year but about 15 of those got canceled so since i like legit legit lost internet and i guess there's like a random service issue with um, spectrum uh in this area um, all my settings are all jacked up now. Um, <laughs> yeah, my audio was messed up, and now I cannot. Um, like my video is like reverse. Oh, you got it um, mirrored. Nice. <laughs> so it's it's not the way it's supposed to be. Your left uh, is your right. It's not... <laughs> yeah, so it's look, not I think, like. I think, I think you look the same to us. He does. But when he yeah. looks at it, he lifts he lifts his left hand and it's on his right side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so okay. it's so it's, it's all jacked up, <laughs> and it won't let me go into settings now and change it. So fuck it, it is what it is. Lord. <laughs> so oh my god. It's like 
it's on the right side of my screen instead of the left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the east bank. I'm on the west bank. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta um, so I gotta I ask guess we're still you. live because I didn't I didn't know when I got kicked off of it would have screwed up Facebook, but I guess we're good. So AG's not here out. to to join in this and he wouldn't have anything to say either because this is a cartoon and we know he does not watch cartoons. So nope. this is a good conversation to have since he is not present today. And how are you guys liking the bad batch? I, I, think I gotta awesome. be one hundred percent. Oh no! Uh, oh, here we go. I have not yet watched it. Oh, so sad. <gasps> I'm. I feel I, sad for I, you. <laughs> I, I. I just. I just. Uh, keep, <laughs> I just keep forgetting. And the funny thing is, uh, last Saturday, you know, I was over at my uh, my sister's house, and you know, my mm-hmm. my nephews are you know four and two and a half. And my brother-in-law made reference to it uh, to my four-year-old nephew saying something about like, you know, do you want to watch like the new Bad Batch episode? We haven't watched it yet. And I just went, oh, I keep forgetting to watch it. And I asked my four-year-old nephew, is it good? Do you like it? And of course my four-year-old, <laughs> my four-year-old, my, my, four, my four-year-old nephew just, you know, when he's asked a question, usually get one of two one-word answers. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> exactly his answer was yeah so i got i got i got a got a very enthusiastic sounding yeah yeah no it's uh, i'm enjoying it, it so far it's it is very cool. different than the other star wars uh cartoons mm-hmm. that they put out it's very different because like these guys there's no jedi um so there's not really any of that and to, you know, it's right after Order sixty six happens, and so it's, or right when it happens. Oh yeah, much. right when yeah. it happens. Yeah, yeah. That's the like the first episode is when Order sixty six happens, and so you see it from that point of view, like how they were altered. And I'm not gonna I'm not really giving anything away. How they were altered, and see how this whole thing goes down with them and mm-hmm. the Order sixty six and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I don't know how many seasons they're planning on doing of this, but. Uh, and I haven't seen the most recent episode this week that was released, but I'm enjoying it uh, so far. Uh, I mean, I, I would expect a couple. They, they probably have plans for at least a couple seasons, but you know, they they do have a uh, they do have a tendency, especially with the animated shows, to just kind of cancel them when you don't expect it. Like when they first canceled Clone yeah. Wars, mm-hmm. uh, I was it, devastated. Yeah, and I and I don't think that they like when I say they, I mean the makers of the show in this case were expecting it, you know, because they hadn't really wrapped everything up. But they had like that so-called like lost mission set that was released then, and then they did get to properly finish it then yeah. since plus. And even uh, Rebels canceled mm-hmm. after uh, I think the fourth season. And I remember when I first heard that they were ending it after four seasons, I was like, you know, I think this could have gone on for a season or two. So it could have. You know, I, I think uh, let's just theoretically say let's expect four seasons. <laughs> they all know because yeah. it's really hard to say because um, I know they just ended. This isn't this isn't Star Wars, but they just ended the uh, the Ducktales revival. I think going after uh, three seasons, but I also believe they did yeah, more. They did. I also believe they did more episodes per season than what most yeah. Disney Plus stuff has been. So who the hell knows? <laughs> you know, it's like. 
yeah. as long as it, as long as it gets views that they can track and everything and it's i would say also being generally well received by uh critics and fans they'll they'll probably keep it going until they've sensed that like the story's been told so yeah i mean you know, they they the the first episode was what like an hour and 16 ish minutes or something yeah it was like a that. little bit longer episode yeah i was surprised by that but it was good so yeah the first one pat's like a little like a little over an hour long hour 15 hour 16 minutes and the rest like of them are like movie. 25 30 Whoa. yeah 25 30 minutes and stuff but there's 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 interesting stuff like there's uh, like the last couple episodes, there's a reference to the last season of Clone Wars. Yes, and I um, love that episode. The, the last episode that I saw, yes. episode five, I think it was. Those two characters, the two characters that you get, I'm like, oh shit, they're from Clone Wars. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it is cool. So you get you get reference to the um, to a couple characters from Clone Wars, honestly, um, and then you get. Uh, you get reference to oh, first episode. Some people didn't catch it. Some people did. Um, you get a reference to Rebels um, in regards to episode one. Um, you get uh, references to um, the movies. Uh, a Star Wars story. The the one where they tried when they're going for the um. Um, the Death Star. Oh, the um, Death Star plans. Yeah. Uh, this ref. Yeah, Rowan. So there's reference to that. Um, a specific people that were in that movie. Um, more or less the the outlier, the rebel of that movie. Well, yeah, and you get to see um, a very young. Um, what's his name? Um, he was in a. Da, 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 he was in Rogue One too. Um, why can't I think of, he was played by? Uh, Goodness gracious! Why can't I think of this dude's name? Um, he's the. He's Are you the, talking about Saul Guerrero? Who was yeah, Saul Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in... you see a very young Saul Guerrero in this one because of when it starts. Yeah, I mean, he was in Rogue One, of course, and uh, he was also used in Rebels, and I th- mm-hmm. think that's pretty good. He was in Clone Wars too, but I may be conflating that with Rebels. I think so. so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's there, there's small things here and there. Um, you, you kind of get to see how the Empire starts changing their mind about using clones and wanting to recruit people. You see he gets put in charge of that. Um, you get introduced to this new character, Omega. Um, and it's still like, how many... Um, isn't it seven episodes in now, or is it six? Uh, I, I just think call- it's, it might be seven. I might have missed two episodes at this time. I'd have to go yeah, back because I just because uh, me and my son just watched uh, uh, two in a row because I know we were behind on one. But yeah, I think it's episode seven. But there's just there's just uh, small references, you know, uh, here and there about certain things, and it's kind of like the the Omega character is the biggest one because it's like what, what what's the deal with Omega? Yeah, like, what's her power? That's what's her thing. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like she's just there, but like, what? What's what's the real story? There so, have been. Yeah, I mean, seven, there have been seven episodes so far. Yeah, so I'm yeah, up to episodes. Okay. I so, should be up to episode six. So I just haven't seen number seven yet. Yeah. So it's it's you know, uh, 
I don't really think there's been an episode. Like, you have those epi- like one or two where it's kind of like a semi-filler. I really don't feel like they've, there's been any fillers in this season. Every episode, uh, to me, has like a specific meaning, um, either small or big, you know, as far as like the storyline is concerned. So um, I didn't read how many episodes this season is supposed to be either. I didn't. Uh, I no, haven't looked. I have no idea. But um, so far, though, Pat, I mean, it's good. Um, it's it's definitely good. I know the last episode when they the people that are referencing the two people are referencing the last season of Clone Wars, they saw somebody in a brown cape, and people thought you know or, uh, assuming it was Ahsoka. It's not not a spoiler, but it's not it's somebody else, but it's a good somebody else. So it's it's kind of cool. That's definitely cool. So you kind of see like, oh, so he's working with these two. So it's just kind of it's it's interesting. It's fun. It, it, it's it's a fun watch so far. It's good. Yeah. I'm just kind of seeing where it's going to lead. I just saw a couple interesting things, just like looking at the cast list and everything here on Wikipedia. So uh, that's that's uh, that's interesting right there, and uh, kind of cool that they got Ian McDiarmid to come back and do the voice of the Emperor again. So yeah, I hope he's. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I sometimes wonder about Ian McDiarmid. I mean, he's a guy who's you know a stage actor primarily, and uh, you know in in England and everything. Um, and he's done a lot of other, you know, kind of, I guess you could say like, like prestige dramas and, you know, mm-hmm. Shakespeare and, and stuff like that. And then it just, I just always kind of wonder, are you, are you, are you okay with the fact that the only thing people are ever going to probably remember you for is being the emperor? Because <laughs> 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 you know, he did it obviously for the first time Return of the Jedi. And then of course he came back for the prequels, but he's done a lot of voiceover stuff for it too. So it's like you know I, I don't mean to that in like an offensive way certainly but it's like i mean think about it you come right down to it i mean that's what people are going to remember you for so because you played yeah. a pretty pretty memorable character so yeah yeah and, 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 and star wars is so big that you know it's it's unless you're a theater buff you know you probably haven't ever seen him in the theater you know where and vice versa, you could be a theater buff and don't know anything about Star Wars. So, you know. yeah, well, I mean, and, and the reason I asked that is because I don't know if you guys ever heard this story, but Alec Guinness, you know, was thoroughly bemused by Star Wars and everything. And that's because, you know, he had been an actor for so many years before Star Wars. He did a lot of Shakespeare. He did a lot of stage acting, but he also did a lot of, you know, like, you know, kind of like, I guess you could almost say like high class stuff. And I mean, that's one of the main reasons why Lucas wanted him for the original Star Wars was to right. bring some gra- gravitas, you know, to it and everything. But there's a story, I don't know if it's true because it's one of those ones that it sounds true, but it's also sounding like, well, it just makes too much sense that a young boy came up to him and asked him for his autograph and said something to the effect that he had seen Star Wars a hundred times or something like that. And Guinness supposedly said that he would gladly sign the autograph if the kid promised to never watch Star Wars again. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds... If it's not true, it's a really funny story. (laughs) Right, which is probably why it's... If it's not true, it's it's lasted and everything. But he he did really express his dismay that people only seem to remember him for being obi-wan and everything because he just he didn't really think a lot of it at the end in the end and everything which i personally find unfortunate and it's like 
since I'm a movie buff, you know, I certainly would not remember him solely for Star Wars because he gave so many of the great performances in his career. But yeah. it's like, dude, when you're in a movie that's that big and that successful, or, you know, becomes that big and that successful and becomes this big franchise and everything, you just kind of got to understand that that's what people are going to remember you for. Well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It's just like Vin Diesel. <laughs> I think sometimes. about it. Vin Diesel's done a bunch of other movies. Now, I'm not going to say that he's like a the, the greatest actor that ever lived by any by any means, but who are who's Vin Diesel going to be reminded remembered for? What what role? Yeah. I will always His remember, Furious role. <laughs> I will always I will always remember him for Saving Private Ryan. I mean, yes, he was in that, and that was probably and his that was first, first role. And that, and that was the first thing I ever saw him in. That's why That's why I remembered him for that. And also because, oh, yeah, I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> true. I, I can but no, understand you're, that. You're, but. but you're exactly right. That You know, that's always going to be, like, the first thing, like, on his Wikipedia page, you know, like, you know, the, the main star of those highly successful Fast and the Furious franchise, yeah. you know. He's been, yeah, he's, he's, he's been in a lot of... You know, yeah i don't think he cares i think he's only fine with i mean he's been in other random movies and stuff yeah yeah he did the the riddick there's nothing black in that and you know the triple x movie and i think he came back for the second sequel i don't don't remember but something like that i I also i recently did that bloodshot movie so yeah there's 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 two there's two kind of interesting things also for me with vin diesel one is that Kind of early on in his career, I think it might have been after the first Fast and the Furious was a hit and after the first Triple X was a hit. Like it was probably Entertainment Weekly because I subscribed to that magazine for a long time back then. Uh, was talking about like where his career was going to go from here. And they had like a quote that came from Diesel himself where he was like, you know, I'm just making the most of the very limited talent that I have. And I guess he was saying it in a, like a self deprecating way. Mm-hmm. But I think it was also kind of saying like, oh, look, this guy's you know, acutely aware that he probably doesn't have like the greatest range as an actor and that he's never going to be regarded as like, you know, a great actor in this and that. So he's saying, Hey, this is the way I'm going to path out my career. But there was, um, there was another movie he did at least 10 years ago now. I don't remember exactly when it was called find me guilty. Yeah. Doesn't he have hair in that one? Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, it's very bad. I'm assuming it was a wig, but, I it's, hope so. <laughs> as far as I know, as far, as far as I know, that was based on a true story. It was based on a you know a a big mob trial where he was one of many mobsters who was on trial at the same time uh, for you know mob shit. <laughs> um, but you like candy bar to the wrong kid. <laughs> right. Well, I don't remember exactly what, but like I know. I'm just... it, was, it, it was it was directed by Sidney Lumet, who was a who was a truly great director. Like he did Twelve Angry Men. And, and uh and, and network and so many other great movies um but like i remember they they used when when, when sydney lumet was being honored i think at the academy awards one year they were showing clips of movies from throughout his career and they showed a clip from that movie and it was like diesel's character even though he was a mobster he was like representing himself so he's like you know questioning the witnesses and they showed a scene where he's like like shouting like yelling at like whoever it was that he was interrogating and I remember people started like laughing and everything. And I was like, that seems kind of unfair. And when I went and watched the movie, I remember I was like, that was a really tension filled, pretty great scene. Mm-hmm. And I remember people being really good in that movie. So it's like, I think he definitely can act. 
you know, it's just he's going to do what works for him, you know, and everything. Well, yeah, yeah. Movie was, that movie wasn't some big box office success anyway. It never no. would be, but yeah. Well, yeah, and he he's been labeled as the you are an action star. Deal with it. Like that's the main roles that he's going to get, and that's what the Bloodshot movie was too. That was a action yeah. movie. Well, I'll say this for him though too. Based off a comic book per se, yeah. He's lasted. He's lasted longer than Jean Claude Van Damme did. Oh yeah. Or, or Steven Seagal did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a couple others who I just can't think of right now. It's like the only other guys who I think were ever primarily thought of as like action movie stars who have really been able to do it longer than these or probably Arnold and Stallone. Yeah. You know? well, Stallone and, makes a lot of, he, he writes and acts and directs a lot of his own movies. Well, well so, right. And Stallone, yeah. Stallone didn't really start off as being I considered as purely uh, uh, an action movie star because I mean, his first big movie was Rocky. Yeah, you know, he had been in some other things before, but Rocky, of course, is what made him a star. We wouldn't really call Rocky an action movie, um, but you know, that's where he, like he found his niche as like the '80s and, and '90s went on. And you know, of course, Arnold and Stallone have had their their dry spells where like they like their movies flopped more than hit. I don't think Diesel has had so many issues. It seems like most of his movies become hits, so you know, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of not every not, not every actor can have uh you know that sustained run of success i mean eventually the movie going public gets tired of you i mean it just it's it's always cyclical it's just yeah you might have a period of 10 to 15 years where you're one of the top stars but then you know eventually no i don't want to see that robin williams comedy anymore or oh, i'm not interested in what kevin costner is doing now or uh will smith seems like he's pretty passe now you know that that kind of thing it's like if you look at and there's websites where you can find this kind of stuff if you look at like uh like on a year-by-year basis like like who were like the top grossing actors and everything you'll see the same names for a period of like about that long then all of a sudden they just drop off and usually they do not come back some of them do but most of them don't so yeah yeah i mean his i'm just looking at his list of movies interesting <laughs> i mean <clears throat> i mean saber pride ryan he was the voice in the iron giant yep, mm-hmm. yep. chronicles of Ri- chronicles of reddict boiler room pitch black fast and the furious knock around guys triple x a man apart why don't I remember him in that movie never saw that movie I haven't seen that Chronicles one. of Riddick, Escape from the Butcher. Oh, that's for the video game. Another Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Dark Fury, The Pacifier. I think was a. a oh yeah, that was comedy. his. That was his uh, Mr. Nanny movie. Yeah. <laughs> find me, find me guilty. I mean, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. He's in the cutscene, but it yeah, is what it is. That doesn't count. Fast <laughs> Not and the Furious. Opinion. More Chron- more Chronicles of Riddick video game video game short fast it, it just basically everything in here is like the fast and the furious and like voiceovers mm-hmm. for like the chronicles of riddick for like video game shorts and some shorts and things of that nature oh and he plays groot you know yes. guardians of the galaxy but i mean he well, says one word I, the entire time i don't, I think don't they... understand why they had an actor play groot's voice i just i never <laughs> I never i never understood it he just does the voiceover for that, right? He doesn't do like motion capture for it or anything. No, like that. it's just voice, no. complete voice. Yeah, 
because it's just yeah, like you know some voice. of those, some of those characters who end up being like completely CGI that they do the motion capture for. It seems like some people it is the guy who's doing the voiceover who does the motion capture, and mm-hmm. other times it's not. I guess it depends upon how big of an actor you are, you know. So yeah. if, oh, if, if Vin's not doing the motion the capture over. for. If Vin's not doing the motion capture for Groot, I'm just assuming that Bradley Cooper also does not do any kind of motion capture for uh, uh, for Rocket. So I'm guessing not, considering <laughs> <No>. that's. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, obviously it's not the same fight or anything, but it's still about it, it's it's more about just like the motions and everything. If, uh, but I guess they, you know, they still have to squish that down. So yeah, I guess I don't know if that would work. And with with uh, Vin oh, Diesel, they'll be like, okay, we want you to act like a walking tree. <laughs> uh... How do I do that? You think that's a challenge for me? <laughs> so this movie, uh, A Man Apart, is actually with Vin Diesel. I was thinking of another movie with Denzel, which was as a similar name, but it's, it was it's not it. I was like, I don't remember him in that movie, but it's I, I remember this movie now too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I want to jump into some more sports talk here, and because I saw a tweet which I, I had to laugh at, which kind of made me think about the NBA tweet, playoffs. Tweet. Yes. So I want to share share this with you guys because this is this was pretty funny. Um, tweet, 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 playoff, tweet. I just had a I just had a uh, notif- uh, notification come across my phone that said that uh, uh, Jokic was uh, ejected. Who was? Ooh. The MVP. Jokic. Of oh. Denver. Okay. Because then, he because got ejected. That, yeah, that's uh, uh, you that's know, if Denver, rare. If Denver loses tonight, then that's the that's that series. You know, Phoenix wins. So, so yes, it's, it's, it's a good job. Getting I think Phoenix is going to win anyway. But so this happened five years ago. Oh, ball is life. I, I I follow these guys. This 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 the stuff on here is insane. Yes, yes. I watch a lot of their videos on YouTube just to see how good some of these guys are. There are some, there are some Listen. guys. You could call them street ballers, whatever you want to call them, but they can really fucking play. I mean, they, they would play. never make it in the NBA. In the NBA, but when you're talking about just going out in the court and being able to dominate on a, on any given court, they pretty much can do that, which is pretty crazy. Listen, one of the guys has plays with one and a half arms, like he has yes. his arm cut off at his elbow. And that boy can ball. And I'm just kind of like, and he can play defense with one arm. It just amazes me how quick he uses that. He uses his his short his shortened arm to like get off shots. Like mm-hmm. the dude, the one guy, I don't remember what his name is. The one white guy in there, I guess played college ball. <laughs> like he's, he, um, I have to look at the stats because I'm, I'm curious to see what his stats were. Um, in college, I don't know what school we went to or whatnot, but the the guys are good. Like it's 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 hilarious to trash talking that goes on and and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I follow these guys. They they have some insane shit on here. Yeah, that was so, uh, that, that was pretty funny the way that you said the one white guy. I don't know. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is if you watch some of their videos, well, it's, there's a lot of white guys that are playing and are fucking good, like real good. So, so the guys on here, the main three guys are three white guys. And if you watch all, if you watch enough of the videos, it's kind of like those three are the, the three main guys. And when they travel, they have they have other friends, so they like you know. They pick up their friends here and, you know, here and there, and they, they come and play with them. And it's like they, they post things on social media because they want, they, they want to see what the competition's like. 
mm-hmm. some of the trash talking is hilarious. There was one guy, this black guy on their team. He was like six eight. He was a skinny dude. I swear to God, he was probably two hundred pounds soaking wet. But the dude was just like these long arms and was just jumping all over the place. It reminded me of um, Kemp and, and Peyton because um, the uh, the one guy in the team that's really good ball handler, he was just like he was like crossing people over doing spin moves and he did like a spin move the three-point line and i thought he was taking a shot and he was like doing an alley-oop to this dude and yeah just just <laughs> it was lob city it was yeah. like yeah this is some dope shit so i want to play this clip from a very long time ago with draymond and uh the great Kyrie irving crossover who's and oz from the crowd and the Cavs back up by five yeah, he heard his ankle today, too. So, this is great. Like, takes a little swing that misses after. Like, right there, I don't care what happened. <laughs> that's some fucking bullshit stepping over somebody. He did not need to step over him. I don't care what the fuck he no. said to him. He hey. could have easily just stepped around him. Hey, you know what I was thinking when I was just watching that? <laughs> Balls. Yeah, I know. And Draymond like tried to hit him in the balls. You could tell he like puts his arm up to try and slap him in the nuts, which is kind of funny. I know. <laughs> he objected to James stepping over him. The conversation. And then they get rough. Pumping and shoving, and there's a double foul call by Danny Crawford. Double foul does not result in any free throws. Obviously, each player picks up a personal. Oh man. But then, of course, I, uh, you see Steph Curry just smoke freaking Kyrie Irving because he's a terrible defender, which is like, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I totally get why you'd be pissed off at that because um well, fuck you, Aaron Boone. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just, saw quote, I just saw a quote he made after as I was looking at some stuff in ESPN. I just saw a quote he made after their abysmal loss to the Phillies today. So anyway, um, yeah, I definitely understand why Draymond would be pissed off there because like um, that's like something that to see uh, you step over or walk over your opponent like that, it's definitely a mark of disrespect. I mean, the, the, the one sport where that could, I guess, most easily happen would be boxing. Mm-hmm. And think about it. In boxing, obviously, you're trying to knock the other guy out, you know. So the only time you would ever have to step over him is because you've just knocked him on his ass. So you knock him on his ass and you like walk over him for whatever reason. I mean, if you're doing it intentionally, Mm -hmm. uh, then obviously it's a, it's a complete sign of disrespect. I mean, if you like stumbled or like tripped over him or it was like incidental, then maybe it wasn't intentional, but it's still going to look like you're doing it disrespectfully. Um, And you know, the same thing, I guess the only sport where you can really see that happen would be, uh, you know, it'd be like, say, like football, like, you know, one guy, like, you know, puts like a big block or hit on somebody and then just like decides, decides to step over them while they're still on the ground. Yeah, uh, I see it a lot in football. Yeah. It, yeah, it, get up it, and they it, taunt it, over them and they kind of step over them, like, fuck off. Man. Yeah, and you're kind of surprised that you don't see more like uh, flags thrown and shit like that for that in football because I know they're trying to cut down on taunting of that kind. And it's like, I think if you were to see somebody like step over another guy like that, they, they'd probably throw the damn flag now. But, um, yeah, I don't really know why LeBron was doing that. I, I will say this. Like, I don't have this anti-LeBron sentiment that you three guys seem to have. 
Well, mine's not as strong as uh, Theo and AJ's, but you know, I'm definitely not a huge fan either. Yeah, and I mean, and the reason uh, I say that is, I, I just never been like offended by him. I guess I mean, I always felt like the one of the main reasons AJ disliked him was because he played for Cleveland, which it's like, well, he didn't really have a choice in that, and that he was, that's where he got drafted. I mean, and it's like you would think that I should have a grudge against LeBron because he never came to the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he took his he took his talents to South Beach, not to not to Broadway. Um, but I, I guess one of the reasons I've always liked and respected LeBron too is because he's always been willing to play in the Olympics and everything. Where there was a lot of other guys over the years who, who kind of outright refused to. Like like you know, I always liked Tim Duncan, but after like that one experience, I think he just kind of hated the FIBA rules and everything. So he never played the Olympics again after that. So it's like. Uh, What's the matter, Tim? You got you got picked on a little bit. You were only able to win the bronze medal, and now you're not going to try to come back and win it again. That yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way a little. So, yeah, yeah it's like I'm not like jingoistic about stuff like that, but it's like, God damn it, I expect us to win the gold medal in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, so so I don't really have that anti-LeBron sh- streak in me and everything, but yeah, that, what he did there, yeah, that's some bullshit. With well, some of the I, stuff that's been going on lately, my respect for him has been on the decline. I will freely admit that. Well, and I think if if I remember that series better than what I think I do, I'm pretty sure Draymond Green was guarding him the entire series. And Draymond Green, not that he shut LeBron down, because you're not really going to shut LeBron down, but I think no. he did a pretty damn good, because Draymond Green's a pretty damn good defender, but he did a good job of holding <laughs> LeBron uh, at bay for for a for the most part, you know, it wasn't like LeBron was going off for 40 a game or anything like that, um, you know, or anything crazy. And I think that drives LeBron nuts when people can guard him and, and like semi shut him down to a point. And yeah. because he thinks sure he yeah. thinks very highly of himself, you know, in which there's nothing wrong with thinking highly he of should. yourself. Yeah. But, you know, it, you got to give respect where respect is is needed. And if somebody's guarding you that well, you got to give it to him and or and find a way to rise above it. Like you got to find a way to outdo him, you know. And that's the one thing that you know. And I hate to make this comparison, but that's the one thing that Jordan did a lot. Now he didn't do that with every defender that he played. There was like one or two people that always had his number, no matter what. Like, but you know, that's the one thing Jordan always prided himself on too was you know learning how to outplay the guy that was outplaying him at that time. Yeah, uh, like like Gerald Wilkins. He was always uh, regarded as a Jordan buster, especially when he was with the Knicks. So, yeah, there was a couple of guys who had that reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had to put the brackets up here. And and speaking of the Denver Nuggets, they're playing tonight on game four and probably are going to lose that game and get swept. Um, Yeah, it looks like Phoenix is up by nine with uh, a minute to go. So, yeah. So it's a very good chance that it's going to be a sweep. Phoenix is freaking good. Phoenix the, uh, good. They are. The Bucks, though they uh, they were down two zero, and that series is tied at two. I see. Yeah, so I mean that series yeah. is interesting, just because. Well, yeah, Kyrie got Harden's hurt. Down with I, a... I see, I see yeah. that Kyrie got Harden. hurt. Obviously, there was the whole Harden thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. Harden has a hamstring injury. Kyrie went for a shot in the paint, and came down and stepped on Giannis's foot and rolled his ankle. Don't know how bad it is. It's just very interesting, though, as I was watching that game today, that you have a guy, and I know he's not the same guy. Like I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But when you're asking, it seemed like KD was, he was forcing stuff. And they were playing him tough. They were double-teaming him. 
Joe Harris was very sporadic today. I mean, he didn't have his best game, um, but he needed to help a little bit more. And the one person I, I kind of really caught me off guard is, I don't know if he was injured. They didn't say he was, but Blake Griffin played the first half, and then second half was like he disappeared. And like he he was just sitting on the bench. Right. And I'm like, he, he, here, here's a guy who's, who's like a former all-star. Like why do you not have him in the game? Um, he's a good defender still. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have helped out in multiple ways. Uh, that game definitely got out of hand because they weren't defending properly. They were just getting killed by yeah, multiple multiple things, but they were just defending very hard, very badly. Um, they weren't getting over in time. They were double coverage, and the, the switches were horrible. But um, it's it just weird because it was like, like uh, four minutes in, 40-some seconds left in the game, mm-hmm. and Steve Nash was about to take the whole bench and put him in. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, there's still time. And then there was like an and one, which, you know, got it down to like 14 points. And then I think they came down and they missed a basket and Milwaukee scored again. And then they just called a timeout and just put the bench in. And I was like, wow, that's just so, that's really, really quick to be, right? you know, you know, yeah, packing it in, in as far as the game. This is a playoffs. Like, yeah, you're going to lose. You can go back to your home court. Because you've been playing last two in Milwaukee, but that's I just I, I just don't see the mentality in that anymore. Oh, all right, there's like almost five minutes. We're gonna lose. Let's just pack it in and <laughs> yes. get ourselves together for next game. Like what? I, I just I see too much of that anymore. I guess I just yeah. that, that irks me when I watch the NBA anymore. Just they, I don't know. I just just not used to that. Not not yeah, when I coached or. Or the basketball I used to watch, not even college. They don't even do that in college. They don't pack it in like that. It just, it just no. irks me. You play until the last minute. You play with everything you got until the last minute, regardless. Yeah. There's, there's a word that my dad likes to use when, as an example, the Yankees bring in like their worst relief pitcher uh, when they're losing. Capitulation. You know, just basically saying that, ah, yeah, we're giving up. You will. well, we'll yeah. go through the motions for the rest yeah. of the game, but yeah, we're we're we 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 pretty much backed it in. That's like we're content on losing this game. It's all right. Yeah, it's like really. And in baseball, I I, I will say this: in baseball, um, as long as it's not a playoff game, I kind of makes sense to a point because there's so many games. You you know, one game is not going to make a big deal, but. Still, it kind of sets a tone as an overall tone for the season of, okay, if we're losing that bad, we're just going to say, fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter, which is stupid. Um, but I'm yeah, excited it's to like, see. It's like any, anything can happen, but in most cases, it's like, you know, if you're losing by seven runs in the sixth inning, you know, you can, the, the chances of coming back are small. You know? Yeah. So I'm excited for the Sixers game tomorrow. Um, I don't know if I'll get a chance to watch it or find a way to watch it, but um, I got a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Game one, when the Sixers lost uh, 128 <laughs> to 124, I was like, you know, this game was the no defense game. But then they came back. They rallied. They, they've beaten the, uh, the Hawks by, I think, double digits both the last two games or almost double digits the last two games and just kind of really showed what they're still what they're about. And they found a way to kind of tame uh, Trey 
which is good because I know he's the one threat on their team that could be just the, the guy that goes off and keeps them in the game. So, yeah, that good. kid's it's evolving good. too. He's his his game is definitely up. Yeah, he's he's up in the ante in the playoffs. He's he's played very well this playoffs so far. Yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that um, is going to be a leader on a team. And the Hawks, if they're smart, I mean, they were the five seed this year. Um, if they're smart, they'll start bringing talent in um, to play with him and, and that yeah. and not just be like, okay, you're around him. Yeah. And not just be like, okay, he's our star and here's a bunch of jokes to play with him. And we hope that he can just carry him. No, you, you got to bring other guys that can play, you know, they don't have to be as good as Trey, but they got to be good teammates, good role players that can play the game and support him. Not just, you know, okay, you go do everything. You know, you see a lot, you yeah. see that a lot in the NBA on some of these uh, franchises that are just, you know, one star and, and then everybody else sucks the sucks it. So, Oh yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what Atlanta does. Hopefully they do the right thing. Um, Cause I would like yeah. to see the East start to be stronger in the playoffs and like give the West a real run for their money. And that could happen this year. We'll see how, what Phoenix is like, see if they go past the next round, because I mean, if they got to play Utah, it could be, you know, Utah and, and Phoenix could be a hell of a series and it could go seven games. Who knows? Cause Utah's really, really freaking good too. I, uh, I thought I mean, we were talking you got about two basketball. superstars. What's that Darth Pat? I, I thought we were talking about basketball. <laughs> we are what? <laughs> Wait, well, why, why'd you say suck it? <laughs> well, oh I got my, my DX God. reference in there without me needing to put my DX reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to hear about you putting your references in something, all right? <laughs> wow. Wow. Come to your right. house and give you something, sir. Okay. I don't want to hear about that. And that's, uh, you know, you've just given me reasons to uh, call the cops. Okay. Yes. Better lock uh, your I'm doors, on. homie. Shoot, I can't call the cops. I'm on my phone right now. Damn it. I'll have to go get the home phone. Um, <laughs> if so. you still got one, use it. So it'll be, it'll be yeah, interesting. Down, to, down to my last two and a half weeks of having a home phone. So. So I've got to say one thing, going back to our wonderful Stephen A. Smith character, um, he evidently is quoted as saying, this is the, um, uh, who's their, who's their star right now in Utah? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Evidently Mitchell is the greatest player to ever play for Utah. He said ever. Oh, whoa. Slow down. (laughs) Slow down. I, I don't care about. Stephen A. Smith, I really don't. I really don't care about much sports punditry anymore. I just mm-hmm. find that I don't really have the time for it. I, yeah, I just don't care. Um, I used to say about Stephen A. Smith, if he's talking about basketball, I'll listen to what he's saying because I felt like it was the only thing that he had decent takes on. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like when he ventured outside of basketball, whether it was like football or baseball or when he would sometimes talk about movies i remember he had some really stupid criticisms of the criticisms of the dark knight for example um i just i always remember saying to myself so yeah if he's talking about basketball i'll listen to him if he's talking about anything else i'm not going to listen to him so i like when he makes fun of his own team the cowboys i think it's hilarious i i know i don't religiously follow the nba or even really closely follow the nba anymore 
but I don't even know who the fuck Donovan Mitchell is. Uh, so to say <laughs> that he's the greatest player to ever play for a franchise, it means one of two things. The franchise sucks and has never had any truly great players or the guy saying it is completely full of shit. And considering, <laughs> this is, and considering this is Utah we're talking about, yes, I know they've never won the NBA title, but they had two pretty really, 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 really good players for a really, 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 really long time. So we know he's completely full of shit. <laughs> That's why I just I read that and he's I was hyping like, this kid up a little bit too soon. Yeah, I, I mean I, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, like Donovan yeah. Mitchell. He's one of the good kids. He, he's a good, he's he's a good player. But pump the right, brakes. I mean, See, and and here here is here is my biggest issue with sports media. Hence why that I have an issue with LeBron per se in regards to this. Mm-hmm. And I think he's bought into this, and he's looking for self-gloating whatever whatever terminology you want to use it's like the media jumps on stuff too soon and anoints people at a certain status too soon and then shit gets blown out of proportion and next thing you know he's gonna have like um i don't know donovan mitchell donovan mitchell the the emperor of the emperor of the nba i don't don't know just some crazy (laughs) shit it's, it's, I like it, it's, <laughs> but I'm saying it's just you know some kind of nickname that's just going to be that's going to take off. And it's kind of like people; these kids yeah, have only I... played three, four, not even five years yet. Yeah, it's like slow down. Like, but it's, it's like kind of, yeah, it's... this would be like calling Derrick Rose the greatest ever bowl after the year he won the MVP. You know? Yeah. It's like, yes, he's great right now. And unfortunately, of course, Rose's career got derailed in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it's like, uh, hello. <laughs> you know, and that's probably not a fair comparison because we're, you know, we're they're saying we're trying to compare something to Michael Jordan. And, and I don't even think Stephen A. Smith would have ever said that. I don't think, I don't think anybody would have ever said that. But it, I mean, that's kind of like the, the parallel. I mean, you know, it's like a guy's had a couple of great seasons. Oh, he's the best player for this team, even though this team had this superstar who was there 15 years and went to the Hall of Fame and won multiple championships. You know, whatever the hell like the, the other guy's resume is, you know. So, yeah, yeah it, it was. Cr- that's why when I read that, I was like, "This is some funny ass shit." Like Stephen A. Smith, yeah, in, in my opinion, lately has just been talking on his butt. Like I don't know if he, I don't, he must believe his own hype on how how smart he is or something i i don't know but he's like but some of his stuff just don't make any sense right now i'm starting to wonder if he's gotten like some kind of a mandate from like management or if he's just decided on his own that he's doing it like okay i'm gonna go out there on the air today and I'm just going to make the most outrageous claim that I possibly can. <laughs> so that people are talking about me. I know it's not true. And I don't care if it's true. But I just want people to talk about me. I like, think Colin no- Cowherd does that. I think that's one of the reasons he yes. says some of the crazy ass shit that he there's does. A of, there's a lot yes. of sports talk radio personalities and sports pundits who do that. There's a lot of political talk radio and, you know, hosts and pundits who do that shit. It's like. They honestly don't really care if what they're saying, and obviously this happens in politics, um, but they don't really care if what they're saying is the truth, so long as 
it gets them attention and it makes yeah. them money. Yeah. That and one, it, that one, that yeah. one kind of yeah. the reason. See, we it, actually it, it, care it, it, what we say here. We like to try and sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Even sometimes we it, don't it, really it, know. <laughs> And, and it drives me crazy because there's a lot of times I agree with Stephen A. And there's just times lately where I'm just kind of like, bro, dude, just like, I don't know. I don't know what his, his agenda is per se. He's another one. He's uh, that dude. I just, every time I turn him on, he just, it's just always something. I'm just like, I, he, he, I, <laughs> he, he reminds me of the Jim Cornette of sports. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, see not, what not, we should not, be doing here. To, to an extent, not like, Full fledged, but in certain aspects. There's, That's there's, my there's, analogy. There's, there's one difference, though. If Cornette's saying it, trust me, he believes it. Okay, you know, you, you, can, yeah. you can disagree with him, but if he's saying it, he believes it. You, I, I, you can take that to the bank. Coward, I don't know, but like, I haven't paid attention to Coward since he left ESPN for Fox. I think it's just because I've like I've always been an ESPN guy, and like I've always kind of resented. <laughs> I've always kind of resented since like Fox like first took over like the NFL broadcast back in the mid '90s and trying to be like an equal playing field with with ESPN. Like I always felt the ESPN had better people. But that was back in the days when I watched SportsCenter every goddamn day. Now it's like yeah. I, I don't give a shit anymore. But I, I don't have time for that. Yeah, kind I of barely stuff. watch it. As far as Stephen A, again, like I said, I generally don't care about him because I don't follow him. But I do go to ESPN.com at least once a day to at least at the very least just check the headlines and see if there's like an interesting story yeah. that's like on my feed, the way that they curtail all that shit now. Um, but it seems like whenever I go there anymore, and I see some Stephen A. Smith clip, video clip up there, just from like what they like quote him as saying in the clip, or like the the summary of what he's saying in the clip. It's enough to make me go, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, what I like, said. I don't. I'm not like, understanding it because there was a time that I actually did enjoy Stephen A. Smith and what he said because I was like, oh, this guy's given like he's given like a really good point of view and the way to look at it. And now it's like. What he's a big boxing <laughs> fan too. He's he's pretty knowledgeable on boxing. Well, 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 another thing I think about it is this: I think the longer you've been on TV in that type of medium in that type of role, I think the worse you get because you have like you, you either like develop a shtick, so to speak, or people have like an expectation for what you're going to do and say. And then you just start leaning into that over and over and over and over and over again. So it doesn't really matter so much what you say, but how you say it. And people expect you to say the outrageous thing or make the outrageous comparison or do the stupid sound effects. Berman. Uh, (laughs) I like Chris Berman. I I like Chris Berman too. 20 years ago. As time went on, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of your act. I'm kind of glad that he's not a big feature component anymore. I'm glad he's not on the NFL draft coverage anymore. I know he's back doing highlights, but I don't watch the highlight shows like that anymore. So it's like, I'm kind of glad that, you know, after a while, it's like, you've gone away. Now I just wish Fox would make Joe Buck go away. Um, (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that one. I'm not a big fan Joe, of Joe Buck either. I don't know. I'm different on him. If I ever met somebody who said they are a fan of Joe Buck, I would just be like, why? 
He's you know who I like? Unenthusiastic sportscaster I've ever heard. You know who I like, and, and Eagles fans uh, and will not like this, and you know, and that is what it is. But I like Chris Collinsworth. I think he is a really, really good commentator, and he really knows his shit. Like he studies like his shit. Like he knows his shit. He, he does. He, like he's. They interviewed him. They actually, well, they interviewed him and really kind of his wife, and she said he's like got a cave like he not a cave but like his cave that he goes into when the football se- like before the football season starts and the whole entire season that that's he's he literally lives in there and like just studies film for the upcoming game that he's announcing and and all that and just to watch film on these players and what they do and their tendencies and things like that so when it comes time for games like he knows what these players are going to do and he can talk about previous games and just all this shit that you know I'm like, that's impressive. Like, that's an art form, like, to be able yeah. to discipline yourself to There's be able to do that. Right there. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, and the, the thing with Collinsworth, I mean, he, he will say, he still says things that will annoy me from time to time. Yeah. But like you said, I don't know of anybody who really prepares more or better um, for for a game than, than what he does. He's definitely a little bit of, in love with the sound of his own voice which a lot of analysts like that are <laughs> true. And he's been doing this for a long time now, but the good thing about him too, is that he's, he's changed jobs. Like he, he used to just be on HBO. He was on inside the NFL back in the day with Len Dawson and Nick Bonacani, which, yep. you know, was one I remember of the, that. yeah, it was one of the, my formative sports shows, you know, when like those guys left inside the NFL, I stopped watching inside the NFL. Uh, it also moved from HBO mm. to Showtime. So, but then, like, he went to, I don't remember if it was Fox or CBS first, and, like, he was just in the studio. Then he went into Fox in the booth, and then he went to NBC in the booth. So it's like he hasn't been in the same spot his entire career, and he hasn't been paired with the same people his entire career. So it all that also kind of helps to make him not sound overly repetitive yeah. Or, yeah. or stale, really. Um, I mean, and the thing of it, too, is, like, you know, I was about to say, he's been with Al Michaels for a while now. And I know Al's got to be getting towards the end of his career, and they're probably going to elevate Mike Tirico to that role, which I don't really like because I don't like Mike Tirico as a play-by-play guy. Um, but it's like he doesn't sound stale with Al Michaels because it's impossible to sound stale with Al Michaels because Al Michaels is simply probably the greatest <laughs> of all time. So Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He's really good. He, uh, I love Al yeah. Michaels. I, I've never heard somebody get, say that they're tired of listening to Al Michaels. You know, so no. uh, yeah, that that guy is. I like uh, watching them. Guy's the greatest. So, I, I the only real show I, I watch on ESPN anymore is uh, or I like to listen to was First Take with Greenberg and uh, the show he does. And I like listening to the football season with Ryan Clark's on because I, I enjoy listening to Ryan Clark. I like him a lot too. Um, Green, that's really Greenberg. the only show I only really care to watch on ESPN, honestly. Greenberg's one of those guys who kind of uh, lost me at some point. I think they really had more to do with the way that uh, the partnership with Golic ended. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of it kind of seemed like he he kicked Golic to the curb, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, I think it's yeah. also because Greenberg, Greenberg's a Jets fan, and if there's one thing that I despise, it's whiny Jets fans. 
Um, <laughs> especially, when, especially if you've ever listened to, uh, you know, to the fan, you know, the New York sport, sports talk radio as much as I have. When you're a Yankees and a Giants fan, you have a very low tolerance for whiny Jets and Mets fans. I have a low tolerance for whiny Yankees and, Gi- Yankees and Giants fans, too. But the Jets and Mets crowd always seems to be a lot worse. Well, it's tough when you don't really win very much and the other that's two teams exactly, are much more talked yeah. about. <laughs> that's exactly where it comes from. It's one of those like, inferiority complex uh, situations. But so. we're from New York, too. <laughs> are, you we the wrong side. are you really, though? <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side in New York. It's like, it's like you, you were only created because the Dodgers and the Giants hyped up California and the Jets, well, don't get me started on the Jets. The Jets really should fr- say they're from New Jersey. Let's just an do it. Entire, Let's just say an, it. Enti- an entire franchise that has made it's that it is only remembered for one fucking game. Yep, Joe, Joe Namath. The butt fumble. The what? Oh, fumble? Mark Sanchez and the butt, the butt fumble. fumble. Oh, the butt fumble. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, obviously <laughs> the answer is really Super Bowl three, but you know. Like, <laughs> The way the franchise has been for the last, you know, several seasons, I think the butt fumble is more indicative of what the franchise really is. So, yeah. but hey, maybe maybe they'll get it right now with uh, Wilson or uh, right Wilson. Yeah. That's they drafted from BYU. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, we'll see. It was, month, it was only a month ago, and I already can't remember. Well, maybe you'll remember if they actually start winning some games. <laughs> It'll become relevant. Well, you know, it's it's, it's baseball season, so I'm I'm all full depth into that anyway. Yeah. So I did not see anything in football that was worth even talking about because all I saw was like one guy signed for like a $38 million contract. So I was like, "Eh, there's nothing in football. I mean, I know teams held their mini camps uh, and, you know, I think pretty much everybody's draft picks are there now is that since they changed the rookie contracts, you don't get those ridiculous rookie holdouts anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially when there really was none of that stuff last year because of COVID. So, you know, that sounds good. Uh, of course, the Giants' first-round pick supposedly didn't complete his first camp day because he, like, turned his ankle or something, but I guess he was out there the next day. But it's like, oh, yeah, great. Guys get hurt right away. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to tie we, his shoe we, and fell. <laughs> well, we, it's, it's, we signed it's Justin Fields and, you know. Yeah, he, he, had, he, had a, he, had a, uh, he had a weird situation in, like, the rookie – camp a few weeks ago where like one of his shoes came off and then he like did like the rest of the practice uh only wearing one shoe because he was like complaining that the other one wasn't fitting properly or something so it's like it's been a little bit of a weird start <laughs> so i don't know what's My going shoe on don't fit properly so well, anything did anything exciting happen in baseball recently i don't think so i didn't hear anything normally i hear no, something there's, there's all this Fernando tatis is on a home run streak right now he's tearing the shit up there, okay. there's get a grand this, slam today. There's all this talk. I think we may have mentioned it last week about them uh, cracking down on pitchers using illegal substances. Yeah, we did uh, talk about that. Yeah, yep. whatever. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's gone into effect yet, from what I can tell. Uh, no, at least you know, at least not anything specific. But you know, of course, this is another thing that the Yankees are facing because Josh Donaldson and the Twins opened his mouth about Garrett Cole using stuff or he was like well all i know is that you know garrett gold's spin rates went down his last start it seemed like he got hit a little more and then when cole was asked about it i guess he gave a pretty he gave a pretty unconvincing i don't know type of answer or something 
It's amazing uh, how these guys will rat each other out so freaking fast. They go, oh, well, yeah. Just to well, de- detract, de- defer, de- uh, deflect it from themselves. Like, oh, I don't do yeah. that. But this well, guy, I heard he does. <laughs> well, Jackasses. yeah. And, and the, the, whole, the whole thing is that, you know, then the Twins played the Yankees the other day and Cole was pitching and he sh- everybody's wondering, is he going to throw at Donaldson? Is he going to throw at him? He didn't. He struck him out twice. Uh, they didn't throw at him. That's a better. That's a better uh, in your face. Strike him out twice. Yeah. So here's the thing from MLB trade rumors about this. Uh, within the next few days, baseball will send a memo to teams detailing the existing rules against the use of foreign substances on the baseball and how the league will plan to enforce these rules going forward. The official order is expected to come around next next Monday. Since according to one league source, it'd be great if we could get it cleaned up before they actually start enforcing the rule. The enforcement has not started yet because all parties involved want to give pitchers time to adjust. And they talk about like Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole have both seen drops in their spin rates. And that's what people think is like, you know, the higher spin rate, which means the ball is moving more, makes it harder to hit. They say like if there's stuff on the ball, it increases the spin rate. And then it says here, according to Ken Rosenthal, umpires will check starting pitchers at least twice per game. And will examine re- relievers at least once during each contest. A position player will only be checked if umpires believe him to be altering the ball on his pitcher's behalf. Okay, I guess that. Would, I guess, I guess what right. that means. I guess that. I guess what that means is like so that the pitcher oh, doesn't get caught. Like, let's say they throw the ball around the infield, the second baseman ends up with it and like slips something on, and then tosses it back to the pitcher. I guess I don't know. If the umpire I'm finds, your balls for you, buddy. If the umpire <laughs> finds, finds illicit, illicit substances on the pitcher, his equipment will be confiscated and he will be ejected from the game. What is that, Lou? They were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, they, they were talking about that in the Cubs Cardinals game tonight about yeah, the, uh, so, setting a memo out. Yeah. So, um, so it sounds like they've Silliness. got a plan. It sounds like they've got a plan. Really pro. There really probably isn't more to this story then until the actual enforcement begins. And let's see who gets caught. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have and, any? And it will, it will also be interesting to see because offense is kind of down this year. And a lot of people think that's also because they changed the ball, which is not something they can change during the season. Um, you know, let's see if, if there's any kind of effect. If like offense maybe starts creeping back up or whatever the case might be. So could be. So, anything pressing that you guys want to talk about, sports or otherwise? Um, not sports related, but did everybody watch Loki? Uh yeah, of course I did. I thought it was an interesting story. Yes, it was. I was like, <sighs> "Ooh, they're in the space time continuum uh, jail." I'm like, I think that's what that is. I was trying to yeah. figure it out. I had an idea. It, it was it was almost uh it was almost doctor who ish just you know talking about like space time and shit like that but um yeah. <clears throat> i mean definitely uh you know obviously exp- it, it it both expanded the character of loki you know fleshed him out a little bit more mm-hmm. but it also mm-hmm. all was real all it was doing at the same time was kind of taking him back to the place where we kind of last left him meaning the Loki that was in the Thor sequels and then that got killed at the beginning of Infinity War and everything because mm-hmm. the Loki that starts in this series is not that Loki, but now it seems like maybe he is. But, you know, he made that admission about hurting people and stuff. And now it's just a matter of seeing where they go from it because we don't really quite know who this 
mysterious villain is, but Owen well, Wilson's, we do. Character, Owen Wilson's character said, we're, we're, we're hunting you. Yes. Um, so like which time, like what dimension is he from? Like, is he from, you know, another which multiverse is he from? Yeah. Which multiverse That's is he thing. from? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other interesting yeah, thing then would, would be to say like, you know, Hey, if this is a, uh, um, <clears throat> You know, if this if this is like again like some different dimension Loki, what made that Loki be the way he is? You know that that'll be an. He seems more evil and demented, right? So why? You know. And and the other thing too is, there's so many questions. So it's kind of like when they're talking about how time is meant to be, and like the time travel from the Avengers was meant to be. um, Yeah, and he went off the path. Um, it's kind of like they're explaining, which I already know reading comics, but it's like, you know, if you go off the beaten path, you have all these different, you know, multiverses that, you know, timelines that, that take effect. But at what point did the timeline get broken or veer off that created this specific Loki? And at what mm-hmm. point? So it's like, you because where they're at, the, the the time realm, the timekeepers, like where they stay, live, whatever. And there's there really is no time. So, you know, they could be there for a thousand years, and they may think they're only been alive for twenty. You know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like at the other aspect as this is going on. What I mean, we see at what point this happens, and what movie happens is in. But really, what part is it really taking place in at this point? You know, yeah. like what's going on yeah how much time has passed since loki first got there even though it's you know we're seeing it in one episode yeah. and he's like experiencing like a day like how many years have passed yeah so it'll and be interesting kind of the point where you know it, it was interesting the in top part that i thought was interesting too is where they he you know got the collar off and he went back and he started watching the the little film thing about his future where it sees where you know his mother dies and then he, he dies, dies. <laughs> all that stuff. And he gets, he gets, he gets like legit emotional about certain things. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just curious, um, curious of where this, where this goes. Yeah. And what else, no. what else gets brought up? Yeah. And I that just like Owen Wilson's character too, so far. I, I just, I just hope that they do a better job of sticking the landing because I kind of felt that both WandaVision and Captain America or uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and it's unfair to compare them because they're totally different, but I felt like both of those series kind of started off with like a bunch of intriguing questions and that they didn't really quite stick the landing fully for either of them. Yeah. Uh, for different reasons, you know, and, and in different ways, but you know, I just hope that I'm not at the end of this going, Oh man, it started off really good, but then the ending kind of stuck. So I just, hopefully, I just hope we don't have that again. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. Well, I think that kind of brings us to our end of our show, unless somebody else has got something else that they want to talk about. No. Um. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. We got. We don't have that much time. <laughs> Especially about uh, the sex and the rock and roll. I don't know too much about the drugs, okay? <laughs> hey, the other day was uh, 
the other day was the 25th anniversary of uh, Kevin Nash showing up on Nitro. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's like it's it just it's just kind of hard to contemplate that that's been 25. For that years. is a long. It, it doesn't. I mean, it does feel like a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like 25 years ago. I know. How old are we now? No, like, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's, it's more than half our lifetimes ago. So. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, since we have nothing else that we want to, that's pressing that we want to talk about, that does bring us to the end of our show. And we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Wherever you're catching this, we greatly appreciate you watching, listening. Um, share it with a friend. Tell somebody about it. We'd appreciate it. If you catch it on YouTube, you know, uh, hit that like button, subscribe, get those notifications turned on. Um, you know, you're catching it on Apple iTunes or I should say Apple podcast, you know, uh, give us a rating that'll just help us have more people find us because that's all we're trying to do is just entertain people with the, the ridiculousness that we talk about. So as always, we're going to say good morning, good afternoon, good night, and we'll catch you on the next episode.